Today is Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. Bud Light sales fall 26% as Dylan Mulvaney backlash worsens. We are winning, ladies and gentlemen. Judge orders Hunter Biden to answer questions about financials under oath as Anthony Blinken denies ordering spies to write letter. They are lying to you, and we will talk about it with our in-house attorney, Mike Davis, who joins the show later. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. What's the purpose of the Bud Light boycott? What was the purpose of all of this? What's the purpose of this win? To make a better country, a better country for my kids to grow up in. My kids are actually my major motivation for doing this show, for building uh, our, our social media, for doing this every single morning live with you. And I love you and I appreciate you and I thank you. But what a good motivation, ladies and gentlemen. What a good motivation. I got kids and that really is the driving force in my life. Is it the driving force in your life? Are you a parent? Your kids are the most valuable possession you have. It's the most valuable possession for a country, a country's uh, entire demographics. Our destiny, destiny's demographics. If you're not having kids, if you're not making more of the value system that you grew up in and that provided for your success, well, then you're not gonna have a country much longer. And so that is why it is so important that I fill my kids' heads with knowledge. That is why I use Freedom Project Academy. The Freedom Project Academy was built on Judeo-Christian values and classical curriculum. They're dedicated to the mastery of the subject matter and teaching kids how to think, not what to think. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the most valuable and honored thing in my life, making sure that my kids are raised without having propaganda rotting their brains. Doesn't matter if it comes from a Budweiser can or doesn't matter if it comes from public school systems, right, or late night television. I am not going to have that crap in my kids' heads. I live right down the street from Disney World. Let me tell you a place that they will never go, okay? Too bad, but that's just the line for me. Most valuable thing in my life. Save 10% on tuition when you enroll today at freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. When you're there, you can check out their courses, teachers, preview videos, and see what they have to offer. Freedomforschool.com. Take back our country. Take back this generation. Okay. Speaking of taking things back, ladies and gentlemen, I am so proud to announce to you that we've won. It's not often on the show that I get to begin with a giant W, especially as a conservative, as a Christian, as a Republican, as somebody who actually really does deeply care about the direction this country goes. I don't often get to start the show with great good news, with valuable achievements, and with huge moral tactical victories for our side. But today I get to, and so I am going to do a victory lap. I'm going to dance on the grave of Bud Light. And I'm going to say, onward, soldiers. We have won the battle and now we shall win the war. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday, Budweiser released their earnings, their sales, their volume sales for April 22nd, 2023. This from Barron's. Barron's, one of the top financial institutions and top uh, reported institutions for financial data, stating this, ladies and gentlemen, Beer Business Daily reported Sunday that Bud Light's off-premise sales, these are the sales of uh, uh, outside of restaurants and bars and events. And why is this important? Well, because if you're inside of an event or a country music concert or something, Budweiser and Bud Light can have a, uh, a contract with them where they're only allowed to sell Bud Light. Bud Light can pay for that privilege and then you have no choice, right? So there are a lot of restaurants where they make the choice for you. There's a lot of events where they make the choice for you. It is the consumer purchase that is the cornerstone and bedrock of the beer industry. The consumer purchase is when you're standing there in front at your local package store, your liquor store, your grocery store, Sam's Club, and there might be hundreds of brands of beer in front of you. Hundreds. You go to the world of beer, there could be thousands of brands of beer, and then you select a beer. That is the most powerful decision that a consumer can make. That is why brand loyalty is so important. And that is why spitting in the face of your customers, your paying customers, which Bud Light did, Spitting on their values is so devastating. Ladies and gentlemen, we're winning. Let's read on. The volume sales for off-premise sales of Bud Light is down 
26.1% year over year for the week that ended in April 22nd based on scan data. This is the direct data, the Nielsen data that correlates with cross-country sales of Bud Light. This is the most accurate data you can get. Volumes are down 21% from the prior week so far this year. Bud Light volumes are down 8%. The figure includes grocery stores, convenience stores, package stores. And they will write this in the history books, ladies and gentlemen. They shall write about our devastating boycott of a brand that spits in our face, that spits in the face of science, that spits in the face of religious people, the belief of Genesis, that God created man and woman, and decided to take a ubiquitous beer brand that just essentially makes beer that tastes very similar to squirrel piss that has been siphoned through the sticks and twigs in your grandmother's gutter, stomp, stomped on by a horse inside of a hay barn, put that in a can, and they decided to somehow use that to shove transgender radical ideology down all of our throats. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's something that's not going down the throat of this person, and I better not see you drinking Bud Light, and that is Bud Light. And we are here for it. Why is this important? Does it really matter that much? To all the haters out there, and to all the people out there that said that, Benny, you're wasting your time. Matt Walsh, you're wasting your time on this boycott. Oh, wow, why are you, God, oh, there's so many more important things to do. What is more important than finally winning a victory? What is more important than finally causing excruciating and potentially catastrophic fatal pain to a brand that decided to spite us, decided to erode further the value and values of the God-fearing people in this nation to do so in order to score points for a radical group of communists that wants to take away the capacity for us to worship and believe what we want to believe. You know, that 80% of America believes in God, believes in a higher power. The vast majority of those people are Christians. And then there's the Jewish faith and the Muslim faith. And all of them believe in biological reality set forth by God. And that Bud Light, which is a brand that appeals to middle Americans and Southern Americans and truck drivers and like dudes, that that brand would violate the trust with its consumer and turn its beer into a vessel for radical ideology and the destruction of Christian and biological norms? No, you should pay. And they are going to write in the academic history books of marketing how Bud Light, the biggest beer brand in the world, destroyed itself and how you should never, ever, ever violate your faith and the faith of the paying customer. And that is the lesson that's going to be learned here. And it is the most valuable lesson that we can possibly teach right now. We are excruciating. We are bringing this excruciating pain to Bud Light because we have the capacity to do so. There are other brands like Nike. Nike donates 90% to Democrats. Nike is bought by Democrats. Nike is bought by people who don't care about politics. We are never going to be able to make any inroads with Nike. We do this with Budweiser because we actually can work. We could actually win. We can take a hill for once and have a victory. And so we are excited about it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is sending shockwaves through the beer industry. Listen to this quote. The shocking deterioration of Bud Light's market share continued apace throughout the third week of April and actually somehow worsened. We've never seen such a dramatic shift in national share in such a short period of time. Beer Business Daily wrote on its website. Bud Light has been dealing with the fallout from social media promotion of his Bud Light beer featuring Mulvaney, a transgender influencer. Promotion, the promotion prompted a backlash from conservatives on social media and hurt sales of Bud Light in particular. No, it prompted a backlash from Christians and religious people and people who believe, ladies and gentlemen, in biological reality. That's the backlash. And for people, more importantly, maybe you actually don't care about any of that stuff, People who more importantly believe that there should be brands that simply make beer and that not everything needs to be political and that maybe we should get back to the America where you just make a product 
and not use that product as a vessel, as a Trojan horse in order for some radical ideology in order to destroy my country. This is the moment where we stood in the sand and we said no and we won. This is a moment of power for all of us, ladies and gentlemen, down 26%. We could bankrupt Bud Light. And it's all for a righteous cause. Go. First up, Anheuser-Busch. And if you thought the backlash around the Dylan Mulvaney endorsement was just talk, think again, sip on this. Beer Business Daily says that Bud Light sales volumes outside of restaurants and bars, in other words, what you buy at a store, is down 26% year over year. That's not true with all beers. What are folks drinking instead? Well, with that same period, the publication reports Coors Light sales volume jumped 13.3%. Apparently, it is Miller time since Miller Light volume also rose 13.6%. Bud Light, way down. Coors Light, Miller Light, way up. AB InBev stock slid about a half a percent today. It is down close to 3% over the past month. The company reports their earnings on Thursday. Also, When was the last time you felt powerful as a movement? When was the last time you felt like you could do damage to someone else and not have somebody else do damage to you? This is a moment, and we should grasp it and revel in it and be excited about it and triumphant about it and force them to learn this lesson. We are the majority in this country. America is a red country. If you look at it on a map, it is a red map, blood red map from coast to coast with teeny little blue dots. And those are the places where you don't want to live. Those are the places, of course, that are horrendous for living. And more importantly, as people move out of those spaces, we are able to consolidate our power. In the South, in the Midwest, in the Sun Belt, we are able to consolidate and the way that our system works, the way our constitutional system works is that we can rule. The majority, the moral majority can rule. And we are winning here with Bud Light and with Budweiser. This is why stores across the country, you can see across the country, you're able to watch effectively as stockpiles of Bud Light get stocked up to the ceiling. You can see here, none of this stuff None of this stuff is selling. Have you been to your local package store? Have you been to your local grocery store? Nothing is selling. Now, Coors Light and Miller Light, well, none of that even exists. You, you can barely find it. It's like it's sell, selling on the secondary market. Budweiser and Bud Light stacked to the ceiling. This is what Sam's Club looks like uh, from a user that sent us this video. Watch. So at Costco, you can't even find Coors Light. I know the Coors family. Uh, I know a couple members of the Coors family. They're great patriots. I would recommend if you're a beer drinker, go, go buy yourself some Coors Light. Yet the pallets are stacked to the ceiling of Bud Light and Budweiser product. And this, these are anecdotal videos, right? Take them with a grain of salt. But once you add up all those grains of salt, you really start getting something. And that's what we have here. Do not let up. Costco can't even give away Bud Light now. You can see here the Costco clearance, the Bud Light 36 pack should be selling for 20, 25 bucks. They're trying to give it away for 14.97. This is a reduction of 25% in the price of Budweiser products and Bud Light products, and they can't even give it away. Ladies and gentlemen, do not give in. Now, there are panics across the Bud Light empire and Budweiser empire. Anheuser-Busch is panicking. They're having secret meetings in Washington, D.C. with their distributors because their distributors are going, what the hell have you done to us? The way that beer production and distribution works, the distributors have the relationships with the stores, and they're the ones who actually deliver the products. So if the brand itself makes a suicidal decision in order to partner with an influencer that is going to insult and enrage their fan base and customer base, uh, then it's the distributors who get hurt. And clips like this are popping up across the internet. Listen to this guy who works directly for Bud Light. Talk about what his experience has been like. Um, I work for an affiliate company. I am a merchandiser. 
and the sole product of the company I work for is Anheuser-Busch products. So with all this canceling going on, um, there's, I mean, I've never seen such little sales in this past few days uh, on these products. And it's, it's sad because when people don't buy this beer, I don't make money and I can't feed my family. So it's kind of uh, heartbreaking, I guess, that um, Anheuser-Busch did what they did. They don't know their clientele. So it's uh, kind of heartbreaking. Thanks, Anheuser-Busch. I may not be able to feed my family coming up here soon. So you watch a clip like that and you feel really bad. There's a lot of beer jobs in this uh, country. And unfortunately, people, we're going to have to exact pain from individuals to make sure that this doesn't happen anymore. So the bleeding stops. So that these brands that are supposed to represent our country begin doing that again. And what does that mean? If you are so for diversity, equity, inclusion, you would be for the inclusion of Christians. You would be for the inclusion of your paying customer. You'd be for the inclusion of the moral people that actually make this country work, not just the activist class. So who are the people who made this decision? Well, one of them has been fired. They say placed on leave, but one of them has been fired. Her name is Alyssa Heinerschneid. She was the VP of marketing, and you can go through and see that Bud Light brand has been placing a number of people on leave. And you can see who's be responsible for this decision to put Dylan Mulvaney's face on a can and send it to him. Alyssa Heinerschneid was effectively placed on lead and been replaced. They have a new VP of marketing. So you can you can see effectively like who was responsible for this decision. She's also deleted her LinkedIn account. You can't find her. She's deep spaced all of her social media and for good reason. This is a clip, of course, is now famous. But listen to Alyssa Heinerschneid uh, tell you exactly how Bud Light thought of its customers, especially the people who went to fancy schools and live in fancy neighborhoods in Greenwich, Connecticut, and would never ever dare order Bud Light, a person who's never walked into a bar or a package store and ever said, give me a six pack of Bud Light long necks. Not a single time in her life has she done this. The only stops on Alyssa Heinerschneid's way in and out of work is to the pharmacy uh, to get her uh, Xanax and, and then to perhaps the Chardonnay bar to go talk to her other unhappy wine moms whose husband and children hate them. Here's Alyssa Heinerschneid talking about how much she despises Bud Light and their customers. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like we mm -hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. What does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm -hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important that we had another approach. Fratty and out of touch. Well, now you're the one who's out of a job. Alyssa Heinerschneid has been given a leave of absence by Bud Light and replaced. Not the actions, by the way, of a healthy company. Watch. According to the Wall Street Journal, Daniel Blake, who oversaw marketing for Anheuser-Busch, stepped back from his role on Sunday. Comes after the Brewers vice president of marketing, Alyssa Heinerscheid, took a leave of absence on Friday. In the meantime... Bud Light sales reportedly dropping 17%. That's a lot with a big company. According to industry research firm Nielsen IQ and Bump Williams Consulting, volume dropped 21%. Beer-focused newsletter Insights Express called those numbers staggering. It could take a long time for Anheuser-Busch to recover from this mistake. So this is a good start. And this company is beginning to really understand that this isn't going away and that we are committed. And it's very easy to get things up for your religion and for your belief system. Anheuser-Busch is having emergency meetings behind closed doors in Washington, D.C., 
after the Mulvaney backlash. This is what should happen. They should be terrified to show themselves. They are now issuing uh, pamphlets to their distributors, uh, distancing themselves from Dylan Mulvaney, from the toxic partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. This is correct. This is what should be happening now. You should be forced to internally apologize and then publicly apologize, which is when I'll begin to perhaps understand that Anheuser-Busch is ready to come back into the fold. Uh, Maybe I'll never forgive them. I'm not sure. But the first step to redemption is a public apology. That is what we demand. Down on your knees, groveling, drooling, apologizing. That's the first step. Okay? So a letter, essentially, was sent out, according to the Beer Business Daily, wholesalers received a letter which execs explain the entire situation, including this was one single can given to one social media influencer. (laughs) This can was not made for production or sale to the general public. Beer Business Daily, talking about the Dylan Mulvaney can, has uh, assessed that Anheuser-Busch's fallout from the Mulvaney drama is immaterial to the company's global financial performance, but has rebounded to its previous quite lofty heights. Oh, really? Hmm. That seems like a lie, especially with 26% of your sales crashing through the floor. So this is the can that was created uh, for Dylan Mulvaney. They put a lot of effort into this. This is, they, they had to have a design team go and make it. They had to go get it printed out. This is, of course, like a big time production. You can't just print off a beer can. No, no, no. Bud Light thought about this and they thought, hmm, why don't we commit a murder-suicide against our brand? The uh, apologies, though, are not working. The apologies are not sufficing for the people inside of the industry that are trying to be assuaded by new glittery marketing campaigns that are being doxxed and ratioed out of existence. Budweiser released its newest ad, a countrified YouTube ad that was swiftly ratioed 20,000 dislikes to 390 likes. So this thing has been ratioed into the sun. They have turned off the comments. Comments turned off here. It's, It's essentially a bunch of paid actors that a bunch of paid millennial actors uh, wandering around drinking rainwater out of their Bud Light cans in the rain and really, really happy about it, uh, set to country music, set to Zach, uh, Zach Brown's chicken fried uh, music. Now, that music is copyright, so we can't actually play uh, the clip, but we were able to replace it uh, with our own with our own music, uh, essentially. And so we'll play this clip right now. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy, easy to destroy your own brand, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what we've done. We're not going to let up. They are now promising to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on glossy ad campaigns. They sponsored the NFL draft. We're not going to let up. You, You will apologize. You will disavow Dylan Mulvaney. You will apologize to believers and Christians and just hardworking Americans that just wanted to have a beer brand, and you will be made an example to all other brands that wish to subject the rest of us to radical ideologies that have nothing to do with their brand. You will be an example that this doesn't fly and that more importantly, we are the majority in this country, that we are the majority in this country and that we have the power. Doesn't it, isn't it good to feel powerful? Isn't it wonderful to feel like you can actually change something and do something? And we'll be accepting your apologies to all the peop- other conservative talkosphere people that decided to stop talking about this because you're all paid shills. There's an entire agenda to go and try and push creators like guys like me uh, to like stop talking about this. All the paid lobbyists, right-wing lobbyists to come and like come after us for talking about it. Trust me. Trust me. You can tell exactly who's on your side by who decided to get on board with this boycott. This is a moment. The people who are not the paid shills, the people who are not completely and totally uh, uh, indentured servants, eunuchs 
to Republican donors, and the Republican donor class is awful. They are not in line with the base. Those people, you can tell, you can tell straight away, they're the ones who are bought and sold. The real independent voices and the real ones are the ones who are out here keeping the boycott up, keeping the energy up. And we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. This is too valuable of a battle. We must have companies that support our values. And ladies and gentlemen, that is why I use Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is a free speech company. And it's very important to have a free speech company running my cell phone service. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. You can get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda pushed by leftists working hard to destroy this country. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, all the things that Bud Light lies to you, says they support. But then you see what they do with their money behind the scenes and you say, ah, no. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, patriotmobile.com slash Benny. They're the real ones for your cell service. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny. Ask about coverage guarantees while you're there. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. So huge developments taking place here on a different front. We may, we may, by God, get Hunter Biden into a prison cell. <laughs> Nobody really cares. Hunter, of course, belongs in a prison cell, but it really is his father that we're after. But there is Hunter Biden news that is absolutely shocking to me, and it proves that we actually have competent people running our Congress, ladies and gentlemen. This is a story from The Federalist today talking about how the whistleblower mechanisms work inside of our country. This is really, really valuable, and we're going to cover this more in depth uh, very, very soon uh, because we had James Comer on the show on Friday. We're going to have Jim Jordan on the show soon. We're going to talk about how this IRS whistleblower is being allowed by Congress to incite deep and abiding fear into the lawyers of Hunter Biden. And that's why we have uncovered this is why Hunter Biden's lawyers went and met with the DNC, went and met with the DOJ. Forgive me, not the DNC. They probably did that too. But with the DOJ last week, they're terrified. They're terrified because of a very specific little section of the IRS code, a section of the IRS code, uh, and it is important to understand tax law. I am not a tax lawyer. I do not. You don't want me doing my ta doing your taxes. It's the number one way to end up in prison. I'm glad we have professionals doing our taxes here uh, with my family and with our company. We have a lot of professionals making sure that we're all squared away. Okay, don't mess around with Joe Biden's IRS. Eighty-five thousand new agents. Section 6103 of the Internal Revenue Code provides that federal tax returns and return information shall be confidential. It makes it illegal for an IRS officer or employee to disclose such tax information. So when this whistleblower comes forward from the IRS saying that they have the goods on Hunter Biden, it is literally illegal for that person to communicate with their lawyer what Hunter Biden has done. So what's happened here? This article actually lays it out beautifully. The Republican investigators inside of the House have allowed for the agents of their committees to be the lawyers of the whistleblower. This is a genius tactical move. And so now the lawyers for the whistleblower will be able to view Hunter Biden's tax documents. They are in Congress today actually looking over the tax documents that the committee has because the committee has subpoena power and has the ability to get them. They have them. And now those lawyers will be able to effectively represent their whistleblower. This is a massive tactical advantage that is causing a panic inside of Hunter Biden's legal team. Hunter Biden's legal team asked for an emergency meeting with the DOJ last week. This closed door testimony from the whistleblower will eventually become public. And the House committee con concludes that it is not confidential information. They will release it to the public. Likely sensing the inevitable public airing of the purported political protection racket that allegedly saw the two Biden-appointed U.S. attorneys declining to seek a grand jury indictment against the president's son, lawyers for Hunter Biden met, reportedly met with federal prosecutors last Wednesday. They're calling emergency meetings. They were on a fishing expedition or an attempt to hurriedly negotiate a plea agreement to short-circuit the scandal. They're running scared now, ladies and gentlemen. So now we are looking at the far-reaching implications of Hunter Biden's 
tax crimes and what this means for the Biden family. This is why concurrently Hunter Biden banging a stripper, getting a love child, refusing to acknowledge that love child or pay any type of alimony to the mother of the love child is such an important thing. Why? Well, because inside of an alimony case, which we saw yesterday in Arkansas, you're able to get the finances of the person you wish to get alimony from. You have to be able to know how much a person's worth in order to get the alimony. The judge hauled Hunter Biden in. Hunter Biden had not been showing up in court. The Arkansas judge hauled in Hunter Biden. And here's what we got yesterday. His finances also under federal investigation for five years by the Department of Justice. We're always going to comply with the federal authorities. Uh, so I, uh, as to what she's done recently, I don't have the ability to comment on that. But Fox News has learned Roberts testified before a Delaware grand jury last year, part of the federal probe. Her attorneys also want more information about the value of Hunter's art, his salary, and employment from the past five years. Also, documents relating to his business with a Chinese firm. Hunter's attorneys were at the Justice Department headquarters last Wednesday in Washington, D.C., to get a status update on that probe. Separately, congressional Republicans are looking to the Arkansas case for answers in their own investigation. Get ready, baby. Get ready. It's heating up. We know a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes. There's going to be very, very interesting times and very, very good times for us because, again, the show is about victory. The show is about winning. And it's time to finally win one. It's time to finally put a corrupt person behind bars, to finally put someone in jail, to finally charge a member of the super state, protected by the super state. Ladies and gentlemen, it is such a disgrace to our nation that Hunter Biden walks around freely. It is an insult to you. It is an insult to you. And enough with the insults. Make Bud Light pay and make the Bidens pay. That is what James Comer is saying as he talks about the Hunter Biden offshore accounts that they've gotten access to now through the Treasury Department. Things are heating up. Watch. Karma is a tough thing. I, they really, I think, uh, overplayed their hand here. His own counsel went into this Arkansas court and tried once again to suggest that, well, maybe this isn't his laptop. And the judge jumped all over him and said, wait, hold it. You're his lawyer. Is it his laptop or not? And the guy backpedaled. So we have a situation where now Hunter Biden is being painted into a t corner they're trying to sue people for talking about Hunter Biden's laptop, which means, of course, they're admitting it's real, which, of course, would mean that all of the crimes herein, therein, are real. But then they backtrack and say, no, 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 actually, we don't say it's real. We just say that it's, it's slanderous. OK, well, which one is it? Pretty embarrassing that the IRS has had the IRS and the FBI have had the laptop for the better part of four years. It seems to me like they're trying to run out the clock on a statute of limitations, yet it is a four-year-old little girl in Arkansas that is holding accountable the Biden family. That point was made last night on Jesse Waters' show. The laptop's getting cracked open, and Hunter's going to have to tell an Arkansas judge what he did with the millions he got from China, Ukraine, Russia, and so on. This is the very thing President Biden has been trying to avoid for years. A four-year-old girl is holding the Biden family accountable. Not the FBI, not the Justice Department, a four-year-old girl. This is why 51 CIA guys wrote a letter before the last election claiming the laptop was phony. A letter which we now know was sponsored by the Biden team, specifically now Secretary of State Tony Blinken. So, Anthony Blinken taking the laptop from hell telling his CIA goon friends, all of them probably having their finances run by Jeffrey Epstein, we covered that on the show yesterday, and saying, hey, uh, you guys, we all know that this is real. We know that I work for a corrupt crime syndicate. You need to lie to the American public, use your credentials as members of the deep state, and tell them that this is Russian disinformation. Apparently, according to Senator Ron Johnson, Anthony Blinken told a bold-faced lie to Congress by claiming that he didn't email Hunter Biden and demands Secretary of State preserve records. So Ron Johnson, who is absolutely spectacular on oversight, is saying that our current Secretary of State and the diseased little cabal of like 
true moron asshats inside of the Biden regime. These people need to preserve their records because now Ron Johnson has them. Dead to rights, lying to Congress. Take it away, Ron. What is interesting, Marie, and here's a little news for you. Uh, Anthony Blinken finally did come in and sit down for a voluntary transcribed interview in December of 2020 because he wanted to be Secretary of State. And now because of uh, more information that's come out, we know that he lied bold-faced to Congress about never emailing Hunter Biden. My guess is he told a bunch of other lies that uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring him and his wife back in, tell them to preserve their records. Uh, you cannot trust Joe Biden. You cannot trust Hunter Biden. You can't trust the Biden family. You can't trust so many of the people that uh, they have surrounded themselves with. This I mean, these made men. I, I basically agree with that statement. Unbelievable. Them back. So, so just to be clear, you just said you believe Anthony Blinken lied to you under oath. Yes, he did. Uh, he said he did not email Hunter Biden. And now we have those emails. We oh, my. Oh, no. That's not good if you're Anthony Blinken, if you are one of the most powerful people inside of our government. This isn't good. This is the world in collapse. And of course, the world is collapsing. These people are incompetence. They are stupid. They are the stupid people. If you look at the results of their actions, which is all you need to do to tell the worth of someone, then you can see that they are the dumbest people possible. And nations are undone by really stupid people being in charge at really bad times. The entire history of Germany, perhaps, uh, uh, for example, uh, over the last century is a great example of this. Really, really bad Kaisers make very, very bad decisions. So Johnson says he has direct evidence of the lies. Lying to Congress, of course, is a very hefty fine, a very hefty prison time. Five years in prison, actually, if you lie to Congress. Take it away, Senator. So we're going to be watching that story. Senator, you said you're going to release that information next week on Anthony Blinken and him lying to you. What else should we look forward to in terms of your investigation and making those things public? When? Well, again, we'll make those uh, transcripts of, of his interview with us public so people can see exactly how he lied to Congress. And uh, again, we will request interviews. You know, we'll certainly send them a letter to preserve their records, their personal emails, their personal texts. Uh, we we want to find out exactly what they were doing with uh, Hunter Biden in 2015 and 2016. Remember, Hunter, Hunter joined the board in 2014. Anthony Blinken became de Deputy Secretary of State at the tail end of 2014. Well, I think he was confirmed in 2015. Wow. He knew all of this stuff. Right. He didn't. He denied knowing any of it. The iron law of the universe is that the modern day neo-Marxists will accuse you of doing the thing of which they are guilty of. And what do they accuse Donald Trump of doing? Interfering in an election by meddling with the Russians. And this is precisely that. By definition, this is meddling in an election, lying to the American public. The person who would know this the best would be the director of national intelligence for Donald Trump, John Ratcliffe, who had this to say. Anthony Blinken and Mike Morrell and the 50 former intelligence officials who didn't have access to intelligence but had put this letter together, as you pointed out, Maria, it was 14 hours after uh, I made those statements on national TV uh, that they published this letter. So they knew that the letter that they were going to put out was false at that point. It was confirmed by the IC and by the Department of Justice. But they decided to do it anyway. This was two weeks before a presidential election. They knew that the letter that they were putting out was essentially a hoax, a fraud on the American people intended to mislead them and in the process to frame a foreign government for something that 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 was not taking place. Um, you know, that is you know, that is a fraud on the American people. It's election interference um, and. You know, this is the group of same group of people like Mike Morrell, who tried to do it in 2016 uh, with the Steele dossier where they weren't successful, came back in 2020. And again, uh, knowing full well, deliberately went ahead to mislead the American people and essentially yeah. said, look, we only need to keep this alive for two weeks. After that, we can admit that the Hunter Biden laptop, the Biden family laptop is real. Election rigging. Election rigging. This is what this is. Call it out by name. Make them defend it. This is so important tactically. 
as Republicans, as conservatives, call it out by name and force them to defend it. Why did you lie? Why did you use the CIA and the deep state and the intel agencies to lie to the American people? A clandestine operation on our shores, the turning of the espionage industry on the American people, the stage of color, color revolution in this country. Anthony Blinken is still a very high profile public official. Maybe he should be asked about this. He's been asked a single time. It happened yesterday. Here's how that went. I want to ask about the letter that was written concerning Hunter Biden's laptop mm. uh, that said it was you know, Russian disinformation. Mm. Uh, can you explain what your role was in that and if you incentivized it? Well, first, one of the great benefits of this job is that I uh, don't do politics and uh, don't uh, don't engage in it. But with regard to uh, uh, to that letter, um, I didn't uh, wasn't my idea, didn't ask for it, didn't solicit it. And uh, I think uh, the testimony uh, that um, the former deputy director of the CIA, Mike Morrell, put forward confirms that. Mm. Um, do you accept that the, the laptop is not Russian disinformation? Again, from my perspective, uh, I'm not not engaging in politics. I've got a lot on my agenda, we, things that we've just talked about, uh, trying to help the Ukrainians and the uh, Russian aggression against them, uh, engaging with uh, allies and partners around the world uh, and dealing with some of the challenges posed by China. Uh, we have a situation now in Sudan that's uh, fully occupied my time. So that's where my focus is. So greasy. So, so disgusting. They're so smarmy. They're so gross. I was in D.C. for a wedding this weekend, and that city is just so repulsive. It's filled with people like this. People that like, wouldn't sell you a, a, a 1977 Cutlass. Like, look at these used car sales. Like, these real just grease bags. They're so repulsive. There are very few good people left in Washington, D.C. One of them's name is Mike Davis. He's our in-house attorney, and he joins the program now. Oh, they're smarmy, Mike. They're smarmy. They're greasy. Oh, so you didn't write this letter? Oh, so is the laptop Russian disinformation? You know, I'm interested in Ukraine. How, how do they get away with this shit? Uh, they get away with it, Ben, because the, the Democrat politicians have their lap, uh, their lap dogs in the so-called mainstream, which means liberal media. And that's how they get away with this. Just imagine if President Trump did anything even resembling this, they would be after him nonstop. They, they went after Trump. They impeached him twice over hoaxes with Ukraine while the, the Biden campaign was colluding with 51 former senior intel officials, goons, to put out this fake news uh, to defame the New York Post and say that the New York Post was part of a Russian disinformation campaign. It led to the New York Post, America's oldest newspaper, being censored by the Democrats' big tech monopolist uh, with, with Google and Facebook. And it it led to, it, it, I mean, it led to Biden being in the White House. It changed the outcome of the election. There's no question about that. There is polling out that says that if people knew about the Biden crimes, they really would have been reticent to vote for him. They would have stopped and paused, and enough of people stopping and pausing uh, would have led to Donald Trump being victorious uh, in the 2020 election. That polling was done by the Media Research Center. It does seem as though this uh, moment in time, what they're trying to do is shove all of this under the rug. They're trying to say, we got the result we wanted. We're all going to move on, right? Doesn't matter how we got there. Lie, cheat, steal, murder, uh, genocide. We'll get the result we want. We'll get the color revolution we want. And we're now going to move on. Now this is the world as we've set the table. And they do this around in countries all around uh, the globe. Now it seems as though they're, tr they're trying that play here. Is it going to work? Are people just going to forget about this? Joe Biden's running again. He announced last week he's going to run again. Well, I, I hope they don't forget about this. The, uh, the, the House Republicans and uh, other maybe state attorneys general, if they, can get, if they can figure out a legal hook on this, they need to make sure the American people don't forget about this because this is as bad as you can get when you're using the intel community to change the outcome of an election. That's the intel. Our intel community is supposed to change the outcome of elections in third world Marxist hellholes. Well, America has become a third world Marxist hellhole, thanks to the Democrats. And so now 
the Intel officials who export their tradecraft around the world are now importing it into American elections to change the outcome of American elections. This is dangerous. This can't happen. And there, 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 need, there needs to be consequences for this, including putting people in prison. So what would that look like? Again, if, if you don't know, if you haven't, if you don't follow the show or if you're new to the show, Mike Davis is the man when it comes to oversight, when it comes to working with Chuck Grassley in the Senate, when it comes to handling whistleblowers. And I have a whistleblower question for you in a moment. But what I mean, what does this actual accountability look like? Well, right now, I think what needs to happen, House, the Republicans control the House, uh, the House of Representatives, including the oversight committees. And so I would suggest that the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, maybe James Comer's House Oversight Committee, uh, if the Judiciary Committee has ju jurisdiction, uh, Jim uh, Jim Jordan, these House chairmen should call in these officials and make them testify under oath. And then uh, when they commit perjury, and, and then when Donald Trump uh, wins back the White House and I'm the acting attorney general for my three week reign of terror, I promise you, Ben, that there will be indictments against all of these people who lied to Congress. <laughs> OK, so how about this IRS whistleblower? Because I'm sitting here, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at an article. We'll pop it up on screen here. GOP House permits IRS agent to discuss Hunter Biden probe protecting whistleblowers from reprisals. You know how whistleblower operations work inside of Congress. What's the next steps here? Well, what's going to happen is, is that under under the Internal Revenue Code, that the House Ways and Means Committee and the House or the Senate uh, Finance Committee, the two oversight committees over the IRS can look at tax returns. And what has happened here is, is whistleblowers can come forward to those committees. But in order to protect this whistleblower, from reprisals, what the House, uh, what the what the what the uh, what the Senate Finance Committee and the House Ways and Means Committee could do is they be, they could they could give the the whistleblowers attorneys this status by making them the the, the essentially making the, the the attorneys for the whistleblower congressional agents. So these attorneys could be the middleman between their clients and the House Ways and Ways and Means Committee and the Senate Finance Committee, so you could protect this whistleblower from coming forward with this damning information about the Biden crime family. This this could be the beginning of the end for the Bidens if this whistleblower comes forward with this damning information from Hunter Biden's uh, uh, tax returns and maybe even more Biden tax returns. And so you can imagine that if you're if you're this whistleblower and you're going to you're going to come forward with information that could bring down a president of the United States and his sleazeball scummy uh, crime family. You would imagine that you you may fear for your safety. So this is probably a good thing to let the attorneys uh, do this whistleblower's work for him. So maybe you can help me game theory this, Mike, and you would be actually the number one guy on the show that I would want to ask this question to. You're, so you're going to find a crime. You're going to investigate. You're going to find a crime in Congress. You're going to then – the best that you can do is ask the DOJ to prosecute uh, themselves. And their own, their own, their own deep state, and their own. Pre How the hell does that work? How like I'm, I'm trying to look for wins here, right? The entire show has been about winning, winning. We can actually win these battles. We choose our targets correctly. Bud Light, Hunter Biden, like we, we push where we really can get somewhere a victory. Uh, how does this game theory out? Well, I mean, I'll tell you how it game theory is out right now. There is a U.S. attorney in Delaware. People, his name is David Weiss. People say, "Oh, he was a Trump appointee." No, he, he was not a. He was technically a Trump appointee, but it was both Democrat senators in Delaware picked this guy. The U.S. senators picked the U.S. attorneys around the country, right? And so there's this U.S. attorney David Weiss who stayed on as a special counsel to investigate uh, Hunter Biden's uh, potential crimes here, likely crimes here, along with Joe Biden, Jill Biden, and the rest of the sleazy, scummy. Biden family. Apparently, this U.S. attorney, according to news reports, has had it has been ready to indict for over a year for foreign corruption, tax evasion, a gun crime against Biden. And it is Merrick Garland and the Biden Justice Department who are obstructing his investigation and making it impossible for him to bring charges. And so if I were Jim Jordan on the House Judiciary Committee, I would subpoena this U.S. attorney and have him come in and testify mm. under oath before the House Judiciary Committee and explain 
about the interference with the Justice Department and uh, it, maybe with Biden agents outside of the Justice Department and just figure out what is going on here. You can also uh, look at other ways to go after this. There are Republican appointed uh, state attorneys general, Republican appointed uh, district attorneys, Republican prosecutors around the country. If Hunter Biden or Jim Biden, the brother or any of the Biden step foot in any re in, in any Republican state, any maybe Texas, maybe Florida, uh, Oklahoma, other states, if they step foot in those states as part of their conspiracy, then you can charge them in those states and charge them for all the conspiracy for all the crimes that, that are a part of this conspiracy. So these Republican state attorneys general, these Republican DAs need to get creative. Look, the Democrats have weaponized, they politicized and weaponized the justice system to go after Trump, Trump's top, top age, Trump supporters for non-crimes. We have real crimes with the Biden, smoking gun evidence of real foreign corruption, real tax evasion, a real conspiracy. Uh, these Republican state Attorneys general, Republican DAs, Republican prosecutors need to get creative and start indicting. Good. Hopefully they can export some of your testicular fortitude to themselves and get a prosecution done of the Bidens. It's you know, the, the evidence is stacking up. We're running out of room. It's like it's like cases of Bud Light. Like it is stacking up the ceiling. We're running out of room. We got no more room for the evidence. Get going and start prosecuting. Final question for you, Mike. I know this is something near and dear to your heart. The Supreme Court, uh, Samuel Alito, came out and said he knows who the Supreme Court leaker was for the Dobbs decision. Supreme Court seems totally under attack. And speaking of neutered, like John Roberts, utterly neutered, un incapable of holding someone accountable. Uh, your take on Alito saying he knows who the leaker is and the more existential threats to the court itself from the left. So I would say there's just more generally the Democrats uh, lost control of the Supreme Court. President Trump's biggest and most uh, consequential, consequential accomplishment of his first term was his transformation of the five to four John Roberts court to the five to four Clarence Thomas court, along with transforming a majority of the critically important federal courts of appeals around the country. Uh, we have the first constitutionalist federal judiciary, Supreme Court, little lower appellate courts the first time in 90 years. And this is critically important because these courts are the last line of defense that protect uh, Americans from politicians who want to destroy us, the politicians who want to take away our First Amendment right to speak, to associate, to worship, our Second Amendment right to protect ourselves. That That's why the Democrats are doing what they're doing. They're making up these bogus ethics allegations against a, a, a magically just Republican appointed Supreme Court justices. They're trying to delegitimize the Supreme Court with the goal of destroying it with court packing, impeachment, term limits. The Senate Judiciary Committee, the Democrats on the Senate Senate Judiciary Committee are holding a political sham hearing right now on this because their goal is to destroy the Supreme Court. We cannot let this happen. This That's why this 2024 election is so important. If if Republicans are not back in the White House in 2024, we are going to lose the Supreme Court and we are going to lose our country, period, full stop. Yikes. Well, it sounds like a pitch for the Article 3 project. Mike, where can people find your work and what are you up to these days? That sounds like a great pitch for the Article 3 project, Ben, <laughs> and your, your viewers can donate at article3project.org, article3project.org. We're at Article 3 Project at Article Number 3 Project on Getter, Twitter, Truth. And my personal Ben, when I'm not kicked off, as you've seen many times, is uh, at M-R-D-D-M-I-A. It's my initials in Des Moines, Iowa, M-R-D-D-M-I-N. Thank you, Ben. There you go. Got Diane Feinstein up there in uh, yep. your cover image. Okay. All right. R.I.P. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. All right, baby, we're always bringing you the best interviews and bringing you the most interesting minds in the movement. And it takes a lot of energy to put the show together. We've been in the uh, studio since like 6 a.m. working on various different projects. We need that energy to keep going. And that is why I trust Blackout Coffee. Now, I happen to be drinking my coffee from a Patriot Mobile mug this morning with my name on it, which I love. But inside of this vessel is Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee is the coffee that I drink in the morning for two reasons. One, it packs the punch that lets me deliver the show to you with the energy required to defeat the communists. 
And two, it's made right here in the USA, right here in Florida. In fact, right a little bit north of us here in Tampa. It is a wonderful family-owned business, and it's also a business that supports conservative values. From the sourcing of the beans to the roasting process to the customer support and shipping, they have incredible work ethic and accept no compromise in taste or quality. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Use the coupon code Benny for 20% off your order. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are, uh, I mean, I guess going to be watching the world implode before us because there is another balloon floating over America right now. A new mysterious balloon has been detected over the airspace, this time over Hawaii. Another mysterious balloon has been spotted by the U.S. military in an American airspace. This is high in the sky off the coast of Hawaii, according to the Department of Defense. It's unclear who owns the balloon, but the object did not fly over any sensitive areas, unlike the last one, which was flown by the Chinese over some of our most sensitive military and nuclear bases, gathered up a bunch of data, sent it back to China before Joe Biden shot it down. Weak, 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 weak men create hard times. And that's what we're living through right now. Balloon, baby. Ready for another balloon cycle? Here we go. The other thing I wanted to ask you about was um, NBC News this afternoon has a report of another mysterious balloon um, that the military has been, the U.S. military has been tracking around Hawaii. Is the White House aware of this, uh, tracking it as well? Uh, is, is there any response from, from this podium? So I, I heard of the reports as I was com literally coming out, out to, uh, to the podium. So what I would say is I would refer you to Department of Defense on this particular question. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was trying to get your attention on that topic, but let me do another <laughs> one. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, the future president of the White House. No, we, we, just wanna, we love balloons here. Uh, so if there's another one, you know, we're very interested in that. Um, so we'll we'll ask you about that again at a future time, and we'll follow up on that. Sure. On the map. Oh, okay. Got it. You you're really gonna hold them accountable. You're really you're gonna get them. Mm -hmm. All these absolute ass kissing lackeys, bootlickers, sitting there in the White House Correspondents' Dinner, laughing along with Joe Biden about how corrupt his administration is. Laughing. Joe Biden making jokes about how little he speaks to the press, how he doesn't do press conferences, how he won't talk to them. How he won't take questions, how he is the most corrupt president in, in the history of the American presidency, and that is saying a lot. And everyone just giggles and laughs. It's a great old time. It's a grand old time. Man, they are the Praetorian guard for the powerful. They are now the protectors of the corrupt elite. There is no more press in this country. We are the media now, and we have more power than them. We're the ones who are able to deliver on real results for the American people to actually like create movements like the one that is collapsing, Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch, the biggest beer company in the world. We have the power to do that. So let's use that power and wield that power correctly, ladies and gentlemen. Something we also pushed back on were the insane mandates for COVID-19. Better late than never, Biden finally announces COVID-19 vaccine requirements for travelers into the United States will be scrapped on May 11th, along with the mandate for federal employees. Oh, interesting. Remember when the federal mandate was the most important thing in the world where you had to get somebody else's, you had to take medicine, therapeutic, you had to take medicine that the government wanted you to take, an injection the government wanted you to get, otherwise you couldn't work. Joe Biden tried to do that. And then this old, diseased, vicious, evil man has the bloody cheek to come out and say, my campaign to run again in 2024 is all about freedom. It's all about personal freedom. Yeah. Get the injection or you lose your job. And you know what? Up till even right now, as I sit here talking to you, there is still a vaccine mandate for people coming into this country. And for federal employees. America will scrap its vaccine mandate for federal employees and international travelers next week. The damage has already been done. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Joe Biden is a vicious, radical, leftist, neo-Marxist tyrant, and he shouldn't be trusted. And also, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them, like we do on this show, every single show. We show you who we are. We might get keyed up. We might get upset. 
We may yell a little bit, but that doesn't mean we don't have our lives structured correctly on this show. God, family, country. That's how we structure our lives. And because of that, we wish to end every single show with the verse of the day, the Bible verse of the day. It comes from Psalms 84. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Does it feel like you've had a good thing recently with the boycott of Bud Light? I feel like this is a good thing. I feel like we are finally flexing our muscle and our power, and we are proving that we are the media now. We have control and that we can make and save America. Fighting for America right alongside you. It's your boy, Benny. This has been The Benny Show. See ya.